so in this episode of Down for the Count, you will find that we are going to be talking about wrestlers and why their gimmicks fail and mostly because the fans are to blame. And it came from a friend of ours, Rico, who came up with the concept for this episode. So shout out to Rico and to Don because we also have a segment on our show called Hard Truths with Don and he did his segment today as well. So we got a full episode this week. It's me, Alexis, and our two friends, Don and Rico. And hopefully next week we'll have all four ladies on the show. So we're going to do row sessions, like I said, next week. And we're going to do a couple more episodes next week to kind of fill out the month and make sure that we have enough content for you guys. With all that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. And I'll see you guys in there. Welcome back, everyone, to Down for the Count, your favorite wrestling podcast show. And yes, I say that with all sarcasm. It's your girl, Alexis, and with me tonight is my girl, Tiff. We also got some of our family joining us tonight. Janae is currently battling the elements, and Nicole had to work, so we had to call in our friends Rico and Dawn. Everybody say hi. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. this match is tonight. Oh, we love to see it. I can't. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> so we've been kind of crazy here lately. Things have been going nuts. Uh, some of us have school finishing up. Some of us just have to work. Um, we have showed up on our friends Smacking It Raw podcast. Go check them out. Send them some love. Um, Number also, one podcast on Pornhub. Right. I had a. You know how hard it is? I had to tell my mom, hey, I was on a podcast. And she goes, oh, where can I watch it? I'm like, just, just listen on Spotify like a normal person. <laughs> just didn't hut it directly. Tell her, don't look at the related. Don't do none of that. Uh, but go check them out. They are really awesome. And like I said, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. And I just think that's great. Uh, anyway, so yes. Uh, what am I saying? Shit. I'm a little hyper. I'm a little wired. So, you know, we'll see how this goes. Anyway, so we got Don and Rico on the show tonight. And we're going to do an actually, uh, we're going to do an actual conversation. And it's all because of something that Rico came up with. So, Rico, what do you so, want to talk about tonight? That's your idea. All right. There was discourse that I saw on Twitter that someone had asked if the Nikki ASA character was a flop, in which I saw many of people replying and saying yes, no, maybe so. However, one comment kind of stuck out to me that said that the gimmick failed, but not by any fault of WWE or Nikki herself. And that got to me and I brought it up into the group chat and I was like you know this is a kind of thing that I've been seeing of wrestling fans not giving characters a chance so you know if you you know don't know the Nikki Avery character basically it was a superhero character that Nikki Cross came up with um it was entirely her idea and she pitched it to Vince McMahon if I'm not mistaken someone someone fact check no, that's true. She came up with it. It's true. Yeah. She did research and presented it to Vince. 
Exactly. So she put a lot into it, and WWE put a lot behind it. So, you know, we all remember her rise last year during Money in the Bank. She ended up winning Money in the Bank, the briefcase, cashed in on Charlotte Flair, you know, the day afterwards. Held the Raw Women's Championship for about a month before dropping it back to Charlotte, was paired with Rhea, became Women's Tag Team Champion, kind of went nowhere with it. Turned heel on Rhea, got paired with Dewdrop, and then she was off TV. Now, like I said before, WWE put a lot behind this character. And I remember when the character first debuted, all I could hear about was fans shit-talking it. No one liked the gimmick. Everyone felt that it was too childish. It was ridiculous. It was corny. It was cringy. And the running line that I always heard was Nikki needs to stop the superhero crap and go back to being crazy Nick because that is what her claim to fame was in NXT. So my that kind of you know was a long intro into this topic of wrestling fans who sabotage wrestlers before they can get started. And I think that's something that we have seen probably like been around for ages but we're starting to kind of really see it now and I think Nikki fell victim to that because even though she said that this was a gimmick centered towards kids she geared it towards kids people hated it you know adults grown adults hated a gimmick that was meant for kids they ain't had no problem with Bailey walking around with that side ponytail oh god no should do that I'm just saying. Too long. Too long. It was. It's funny to me how I I didn't have a problem with it because I knew her character wasn't geared for me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care. Um, it's it's people who invest too much in wrestling, but not on the parts that they need to invest in. So mm-hmm. we always say you should watch wrestling like a movie. It should be watched like a TV show. You should watch it. Characters will be characters that you like, characters that you don't like. And then there'll be storylines that you invest in and there are storylines you don't. So you let's take Bel Air for instance. You watch the show and there are certain characters that stick out and there are others that take a back seat. That doesn't mean that they're not doing their job when they come across the screen or they're not good enough to be seen. It's just we focus on Will because Will is the character that is portrayed majority throughout the show. And then there are other characters that we get to see as the show progresses. But nobody's saying, oh, well, Coco sucks. I don't, I don't want to watch see her as Hillary. At first, they were upset that, that this dark-skinned girl was playing Hillary Banks. They were very upset about that. Um, but that, when they debuted... When they debuted the show and they showed... Um, when they showed everybody like what the show was really about and how it progressed, you got to see that this is a whole different retelling of Bel Air. This isn't Bel Air, and you're starting it the same way you did the first one. They're giving you a whole new show. But like I'm saying, I compared it to that because people don't give wrestling time to develop. It's got to stick the landing right out the gate or they get very upset. And it baffles me because the women get the short end of the pick, but Elias gets to do this Ezekiel bullshit. And yeah, everyone's praising him for it. And it's fucking gold. So I don't understand. He literally just shaved 
shaved his beard and switched his gear. And everybody's like, this shit is legit. And I'm like, no. Like, Nikki sat down, did full-on research, created her character, and was like, I wanted to gear towards kids. But it's the adults that make it bad. It's the adults that ruin it. And what they fail to understand is not every character that comes across our screen is meant for you. It mm-hmm. is not meant for you. So it's okay for you to be like, eh, she's not my cup of tea. But no, they go, oh, she's trash. Oh, I need the crazy Nikki back. But when she was crazy, Nikki, you didn't give a shit about her either. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was gonna say. Like I love Nikki Cross. I just I'm drawn to those kind of characters, and I'm like, this bitch will bite me, and I will have to go get a rabies shot. But uh, <laughs> you know, I remember it was like it was a lost episode that never got posted, and the four of us were me, Tiff, Nicole, and Janae were recording. And that's when Nikki debuted the superhero thing. And I remember all four of us going, what the fuck is this? And I wasn't even like trying to put it down or trying to kill the character right away. It was just like that shock. Cause it's like, there was no build up. It's just Nikki Cross showed up. And I was like, oh, um, okay. But guess who liked it? I'm sitting there, like me and Daryl are sitting there watching this in disbelief. Harley was lo- Harley was loving it. Mm-hmm. She was eating that shit up like it was ice cream, man. She thought it was so cool. And I'm like, you know what? It's not made for me. And Nicole had to point that out. She's like, you know, this isn't meant for us. This is meant for kids. I'm like, yeah, I can I can see it. And think about it. Marvel superhero movies, it's fucking, they're fucking exploding right now like right. I gotta buy mm-hmm. I gotta buy my tickets to Doctor Strange because I know if I don't I'm not gonna be able to see it but um no, Kenny already gonna sit on me for not watching the Batman so uh, you know DC it's on HBO Max I gotta watch it but like um you know superheroes are hot I think the market's getting a little oversaturated but that's a different conversation for another day so I'm like, okay, you know what? I like Nikki, but like you guys just said, she was stagnant. She wasn't doing anything. And then it's like, they put her in that tag team with Bliss, which did great. Cause you know, Bliss wasn't in the main main uh, title picture. She was still getting yeah. on TV. And, and Nikki, Nikki got two belts out of it. Yeah. And she got belts, she got TV time. She's got storylines. But then when they started like making Alexa more part with Bray Wyatt, it was pretty much like the flipping character. And yeah, like they had, they, they had my they had my girl coming out to some like generic country bullshit. I'm like, what the hell did they do to Nikki Cross? Break out. And then, <laughs> I, I do think that there was some some part on on WWE where it didn't get executed properly. And I say it was more like, I don't know, it was the way her character was presented. So I felt like, even though she was a superhero, it can't be, it can't be super camp. Like it worked in the 90s. It's like, I, I, um, 
I gotta call bullshit on that. I gotta call bullshit on that. Shane Helms was running around going by the fucking hurricane, and 20 years later, that shit is still over. Yeah. But that, I, 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 I still said it could have it been changed. Like, her gear, it her gear is on. She got the same thing in five different sections. I said, girl. It could have been wrapped differently. I'm not saying that it's all her fault. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm not saying it's all WWE's fault, right? But I felt like the gear just felt very generic. It was just like, let's put all these colors, put these two colors together, and then we'll put the butterfly in there. And then she wears her mask. Like, even Molly Holly and Shane Helms' gear was better than that. Molly, I love the fact that she wore that to Royal Rumble. It's not that she can't do it, but like, I you have to understand too. During the time that they came out, that campy style of wrestling was widely popular amongst adults and children. So it worked because they had the edgy, hardcore shit that appealed to the fans, and then they had the campy stuff with the hardcores that appealed to the kids. So it worked. In this day and age, everybody wants hardcore, edge-style wrestling, and they don't want to see the campy stuff. And I feel like the best way to explain it is this past Monday's Raw was a very good example of the balance, where you have the campy scenes, and you have the, the, the fights and the feuds, and you have the edgier stuff in there, but it's all placed correctly, everything is done in executed correctly, and then they can move from piece to piece. It's not stagnant, it doesn't feel like it doesn't belong, everything connected together. That's how it's supposed to be. You should have something for everybody. And I don't think Nikki necessarily did anything wrong, I just think it could have been tweaked so it can be executed properly. And maybe it could have been a little bit more palatable, but she just, she went full on kids with it. And I think she should have cooled back on that just a little bit. I mean, there was no buildup. It was just, you know, like, like, I I can understand one thing if she was like, you know, because Cross or Bliss went, (coughs) excuse me, Bliss went to the dark side this was Nikki flipping to the to the good side. That like that could have been a buildup, but it's just like I definitely they, think they could have like aired some vignettes, or maybe like done some type of like story arc into her becoming the character. I think the only buildup that they gave her was they just kind of made her more involved. Like, because I remember when the character debuted, she was starting to get more and more time on TV, and like she was starting to get wins. She, she was being paired with Asuka. And then, like, and then, like, after consistently being on TV for, like, a month or so, then she just randomly debuted it. And it was, like, a very, like, striking difference, obviously, Mm -hmm. from the, you know, the cross we're used to. And I do definitely think that there was too much too soon because she debuted this new character, won Money in the Bank, uh, you know, and then became Raw Women's Champion in, like, a very short amount of time. And I just think that at that time, I don't think her character was fleshed out enough on screen for that to be palatable, like mm. Tiff says. Like, Debbie definitely could have, like, slowed it down or maybe to debut the character earlier. 
And then that way it makes sense because I felt like her winning the Raw belt when she did kind of was a lot. And I, I definitely think they should have let her hold the briefcase longer and then maybe cashed in at some point. But the way in my opinion, there you they go. went about it with like Liv, it should have been Nikki. Yes. They, they stories should have switched. Nikki should have been the one going up against Becky, getting the bouts, and Becky should have been beating her. And then that's when you would turn her here against Rhea. Liv should have won money in the bank, had the little one-month run against Charlotte, because it would have been more fitting because they actually had history. Mm-hmm. And that could have been it. Now, on the other side of that, it was also women's wrestling fans as well. Who yeah. was not pleased with Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash? Because well, they don't they like were. Nikki to begin with, so there's that as well. I think but I was one of the very few, but crazy. far between female fans she had. As sad as that is, I like mm-hmm. Nikki. I don't understand what the issue was. I like Nikki. It's I, the that's the dealer privilege. Of, like you have to evolve as a person. You can't stay the same. Even if you do have the same kind of character. It's levels to this shit. Like Randy Orton has been Randy Orton for a while, but he ain't never been stuck in the same square or the same circle. It's always been something different within a story that he gives. You have to elevate. You have to change in order to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. And when people shit on a change, I'd be like, "Well, can you like give it a chance first? Can you give it like a, give it about a month or two? And that's the thing because I'm like. Everyone wants Mickey to go back to her NXT character of the Twisted Sister, but I'm like, the time for that character has passed. And it I was, look at it, and I'm like, do you guys, do, does Nikki even want to be that character anymore? Has anyone thought of that? She was very behind the character, as was WWE, and it's clear in the way that the booking was, she was booked very strongly. Yeah, sure, she was getting her ass whooped, but she was playing a very convincing underdog. Like Don said, uh... I think on his segment, like the last time he had it, that Tony Storm and Nikki had the same match, but Nikki had a better match mm-hmm. because she sold it better. Like, and I just think that because fans weren't allowing, which is why I say I'm like the fans weren't allowing this character to reach the potential that it could. And I remember someone said that they were at a house show, like I think like a couple of days before SummerSlam. And they said that when she came out as well women's champion, she had no reaction to the crowd. No one reacted to her. And I'm like, that's sad, not on her part, but I'm like, but on the fans' part. Like, she was over with the kids immensely. And I think her merch dropped. I think it was like, I think she had merch drop like right as she turned heel. I remember merch sales were like through the roof when it dropped because parents were buying it for their kids because kids loved it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but because fans. Were, weren't allowing themselves to get past the campiness, the, the, the childishness, all the potential that that character had was killed. And then they try to salvage it by putting her in a tag team with Rhea, which didn't help her really. I mean, it got her another belt, but you know, like you kind of saw it like, I think once they won the tag belt, it was, was kind of a- over. Yeah. Because they left her out of Survivor Series for no reason. Then they lost the belt. Anytime that Liv or that Rhea and Nikki lost a match, Nikki was taking the pin. And then when they lost the tag belt, it was Nikki who took the pin again. 
left out of Survivor Series, and then she turns heel. They try to see if that can do anything, but by that point, the character's momentum has been killed, and even the heel turn couldn't save her. And then I look at this, and I'm like, this is all due to the fans' reaction. Mm-hmm. And now she's not on TV, and fans are upset that she's not on TV, but she they had a chance to have her on TV. She put her all in this character. WWE was behind this character. The fans couldn't get past their own biases to give the character a chance. And now that the character is kind of dead in the water, now you want to be upset that she's not on TV. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, and I, same I, motherfuckers that was 20 years ago screaming at the top of their lungs for Molly Holly and Shane Helms. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, they've came out, WWE has came out and said that, you know, they they go by what the crowd goes by and I'm just like you know what because not everybody's gonna react but it's like that's kind of shit like wouldn't you be wanting to look at like merchandise sales or social media or anything like that instead of like because okay because I'm a fan of Orange Cassidy and I know he's not every like his character is not everyone's cup of tea and but I, I think it's funny it's just like basically the dude just don't give a shit and I can relate to that. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, it speaks to me. And I don't, you know, not everybody gets it. And that's absolutely fine. But, like, for people who don't get his character work, they think he's a really good wrestler, which is great. But it's, but you just see people shitting on it. And they're like, well, I don't get it. So I don't like it. And it's like, okay. But he's really not like hard it. Like, and yeah, that's yeah. the thing that I touched on when this like kind of became a topic is that like because I said in the chat when I was going on my little rant about you know fan sabotaging characters I'm like wrestling that we watch as in its core is ridiculous as hell we are watching grown men and women in lycra spandex oh my slapping each other around with baby oil all over their bodies <laughs> like we're allowed in hair and makeup have- Exactly. Mm -hmm. This, in its nature, is ridiculous, campy, goofy as hell. I'm like, we're allowed to have characters that reflect that, which is why I've always loved, like, I love Wendy Chu and NXT. I know you don't love her elections, but I love Wendy. Because I'm like, she's ridiculous. And a lot of people are looking at it as like, oh, well, her longevity, I don't think she has longevity. When she gets to the main roster, she's going to have to change. I'm like, she's not going to hold a belt. Take that expectation out of your mind. She's just there to be funny and hilarious. She's a good wrestler. She's clearly behind this character. And if you've looked at her indie stuff, she loves lighthearted characters. She doesn't really take herself too seriously, which a lot of wrestlers need to take note on, if you ask me. And she's just there to have fun. And this character is that. It's silly, goofy, campy. And it's ridiculous. And that's all it's supposed to be. She might not, she's not going to win a belt. Of course not. And I don't think she expects to. Would she like to? Probably. But not everyone's going to hold a belt. And I think people need to accept that. I'm like, some people are just there for comedic purposes. And I'm like, and I think we as wrestling fans need to allow that to happen. I think Nikki A.S.H. as a character had a lot of potential. And I think, you know, if WWE would have done it more gradually, it probably wouldn't have had such an adverse reaction. But I think fans killed the character before it could get out the block and I think this is something that we're starting to see because when you're seeing all these name changes happening right now 
fans are reacting so negatively and i'm like it's really just a name as you know as, i know that a lot of people use uh keith lee being changed to bearcat lee as like a means of like oh it could signal the end for somebody but when you've looked at a lot of people since then it doesn't really factor in as much as you think it would and the biggest example of that is piper niven now being known as dewdrop like it's a ridiculous thing it's a ridiculous thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that. It's stupid. It's awful. It's dumb. But when you look at her booking as a face and then later on as a heel, the name Dewdrop hasn't really been treated as a joke as much. And she, as a wrestler and as a character on TV, isn't a joke either. The way I looked at it is when they did it, I was like, okay, this is kind of crazy. But I'm just willing to see where it's gonna go. And the way they did it. It made sense. Even was like, this is my protege. Um, girl, what the fuck is your name? And she was like, Piper Nevin. Dewdrop. Yeah, there. I like that. Dewdrop. Let's let's fuck with that. This is Dewdrop, my protege. And, you know, I'm here. I'm back. So I can kind of get with that. Um, the way that they are doing these name changes, it don't really make a difference to me. But they do make sense as far as what they fit in with the characters. Yeah, but this goes to another. Like, I mean, like for me, like I was very against it, and I was one of those people where I was like, just change her name back. Now I don't care because y'all know I love her theme song and I love the fucking I love it. It's great, and the fact that like her, me, I'm you know I'm in her fan base now. We call ourselves the Droplet. It's okay. He's not in her fan base. That sounds like Drop a personal problem. But but listen, it's like her as a wrestler, she's she has not had a bad match on the roster. Sans the one she had with Eva. But those aside, no, she's always been solid. That's why exactly. I and I'm like, what they really, really the thing is, you just want something to be bad at. Like you exactly. can't. You don't have an opportunity to let things develop. Like. Don straight up said that Mustafa wasn't going anywhere and he was coming back. And I was like, because of the way he behaves online, I was like, they're going to have to do some serious, serious work. First of all, on both sides to prove who they're going to be. And they were able to do it. He popped up on Monday and that shit was out of the blue. Like, I'm like, But John Cena is going to Ali. It just makes sense. Like, how long is it going to take me for me to get 
the championship. For them to put him out the gate on Austin Theory, which they kind of segue to Champa Monday, okay? So Champa's in there. They're probably going to have them have a little bout, and then he's going to move on to Austin Theory. By SummerSlam, that man's going to have that U.S. title. This is going to be after SummerSlam. I think it's going to be by SummerSlam. John Cena's coming back. John Cena is at SummerSlam going against Austin Theory, and it's not going to happen at Money in the Bank. Look, I don't care who the fuck takes it from Theory, but he... He... I, I don't like him. Unless you said, just get him off my screen, please. I love just, A-Town Theory. You know, someone, you someone, came up, someone came up with no one's gonna fight you for that is that Sony's going to become the main GM and then Austin's going to be the booker for Raw. And I'm like, you know what? If that's the case, I will never watch Raw ever again. That don't even Sony's on her way out. Sony's on her way out. I wish I wouldn't be mad. No. no. I wouldn't be Ooh, mad about oh. that. No, I'm not mad about that. I don't care. I just, I'm like, do you think? No, I'm not talking about no, Drew. No, the PowerPoint, dude. It's, a, it's more okay. than one Drew. It's more than Jesus. Have mercy, Anyway, it's, it's a, it's, it's such, it's, because it makes it hard to watch wrestling. And I know it makes it even, it makes it 10 times harder for the wrestlers to come up with gimmicks that can work for them. And while, yes, you you want them to evolve, when they do, people get upset. People don't want to see it. I remember when Sasha came back and she changed her hair. Oh my God. Oh my God, like, why would she do that? I'm like, because before she was going bald, bitch. Okay, her shit was breaking off. Damn it. When I saw her take off that wig, I was excited. I was like, oh, we in Yeah, cool. Finally, you doing protective styles. Thank God. I was, I, I was like, I don't know. The amount of people who've been wanting her to go blue up until that point, I was like, finally. Jesus. But you noticed how it was all the white kids. Stop. White gay men are a place in two women's Black kids were the ones that were upset about it. Why are they upset about Sasha? Don't pay their damn bills. Just get the fuck over it. It's just a wig. They were mad because the girl was getting ready to win the title with Naomi. And they literally said, I hope she loses because she deserves to win on her own, not in some whack ass tag team that's not going to go nowhere. Meanwhile, Sasha, it's Sasha Banks. Okay? It's Sasha not Banks like... Be on TV regardless. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something pisses off. Y'all are getting mad that two of the greatest women on that roster, current roster, Sasha and Naomi, are a tag team. 
But they throw Carmella and Zelina Vega together, and y'all are acting like it's the second coming of the Road Warriors. No. Hmm. She got a point. She do. I ain't. Oh, yeah. Any and they are not gonna rebut. Also, who is Carmella's seamstress? I am sick and tired of these lingerie gears. Give it up, sir. You, you can't use that. Team. Okay. Carmella. I'm learning since that's her city. That's where she's going to go. Carmella is a. Carmella is a. I think Carmella is a perfectly good example, too, because, like, she's actually came out and said, like, she likes being, like, the funny girl, like, all that stuff that she was doing with Truth. Mm-hmm. And, like, anytime she, and, like, anytime she was a face, I was like, okay, cool, you know, like, they kind of made her the underdog or whatever but when she turns heel it's miserable but I liked it when yeah. she was just I liked it when she was just being goofy because you could tell she's being herself and people are like yeah this is how she acts backstage she's always pulling pranks on people she's always doing stupid shit to make people laugh this is her I don't know she like said they, that. she said that it was, it was like when they gave me this untouchable thing I was just like um okay I guess and I can. It was just, she wasn't it was really just weird you. because That's when she was feeding, when she was feeding with Sasha, I would see Sasha more as the mafia wife than I saw Carmella. Right. It wouldn't work for Carmella if they, but they shouldn't have did it. They should have let Vanessa run with the gimmick the way she presented it. I, I was so mad when I found that I was like, and they they did I was Carmella. Like, and Carmella did not like Vanessa born. Well, Vanessa I mean, could have. Breakout, they was they was legit like, oh yeah, she's not gonna make it. The girl had to do yeah, that over, and they was like, no, that's not it. Like, so, yeah, I'm surprised that struggled she for so like- long. And the thing is, it's not like a lot of people don't understand about Aaliyah is that they try to make Aaliyah work so many times. That's why she was paired with Vanessa, and then that's why she was paired with Robert Stone. And each time, the person she was paired with overshadowed her almost completely. Vanessa was light years ahead of Aaliyah presence-wise. Aaliyah, uh, Vanessa Bourne has a natural charisma, which is why I hope to God she gets out of AEW and begs for her job back because she needs the PC. I'm sorry, but, but I saw a match of her and I was like, ma'am. She's in AEW? Yes. She, yeah. I don't think she's signed. I don't think she's signed, but she's, she's wrestling for them. 
Oh. Well, here's another good example. The Iconics. I couldn't fucking stand them. And we were all saying, oh, if Peyton breaks away from Billy, because... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, here, here, here's where I'm getting at with this. If you can't be a good wrestler, you need to know how to sell your shit. Make it believable, mm-hmm. okay? Like, Edge is all up in his bag right now with what he's doing. You can tell he's having fun doing Brew 2.0. Now he's got Priest with them, and they're just living their best Hot Topic life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but and we all know Billy Kay can't wrestle. She still can't wrestle even in impact. So she's getting a little better, but so we're all thinking I love, like, I love her, but I'm like, ma'am, how you've been at this for like fifteen years almost and you, you can't even sell without so putting the knee out in front of you. She moves mm-hmm. so anyway, that's a whole another conversation. But it's like <laughs> When they split up the Iconics, everyone was thinking like, okay, Peyton's going to be the breakout star. Peyton can't act. Peyton, and then we start seeing holes in Peyton really bad. And then here comes Billy, not even wrestling, and she's just doing the best character oh, work. Oh Billy my got God. And that's another thing that I've noticed is that when you look back at their solo runs, Peyton had more consistent screen time than Billy did, and she had a lot longer time on TV, but you remember Billy more so than Peyton. Because Billy asked, Billy asked, was like, please exactly. let me, please let me in the white squads, please. I would have, <laughs> I would have, if Billy had said, well, I'm not fucking pet peeves and I've talked to Tiff about this a lot of people are just choosing substance or no they're choosing style over substance like Nicole Nicole said it best she does not expect Carmella to put on a five star match she just she just wants Carmella to come out there wear a very cool outfit act like a bitch and then that's it and what does she do she comes out in an outfit acts like a bitch and that's it she goes to the back she's done for the night but it's like People want to shit on characters, but then they'll just go for like Tiff. Uh, Tiff was talking about this Elias Ezekiel thing. People shit on Elias, but they're eating this Ezekiel thing up. And I'm, I'm not, I just want to know, as wrestling fans, when did we choose more of a style than a substance? 
Because I've said as wrestlers, you need to be able to evolve with the times or you're going to be left behind. I'll but tell I, you. Just, I just can't stand the fact that, and no shade to Zelina Vega. I, I, I'm not. I understand she's had a career outside of WWE. That's great. I don't understand half the hype this woman gets. Um, so I, I do not. Back to when last year around SummerSlam, when she was actually bringing the heat at that time. That's the Zelina that people are on. People want to see Zelina get on the mic, talk her shit, get in the ring and be nasty. This Zelina we got now, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know who this woman is. She can, she can take I, her fake British accent and go home. I, no, it's I, yeah. I personally can't wait till Queen of the Ring come back because she needs to drop. I, I can't take it anymore. It doesn't work for her. I understand that, that they promised, I guess they promised her that or whatever. To be honest with you, I feel like they should have gave it to Piper. I was against it when they gave it to her. I'm like, this shit is not going to work. And it don't work because she's doing too much to make it work. original crown she got now. And she was able to talk on the microphone and talk shit. I'd be like, man, I hate this bitch so much, but I can't be mad because the whole out there doing her thing. Exactly. But it's like, I know I don't have room to talk because I, I like a lot of stupid characters. I like Luchasaurus. I like Jungle Boy. Um, yeah, there's some other stupid ass people. Like their, their characters are so dumb, but they're good wrestlers. Luchasaurus should not be able to move for a man that size. He should not be able to move as good as he does. There but are. Not- you don't, I mean, if that's the thing. When you watch WWE, in AEW, the requirement for AEW is to know how to wrestle first. Is you know what it? I'm yes, because they do <laughs> have to and at their core, at their core, they do know how to wrestle. I'm not gonna say that they don't know how to wrestle. They don't have wrestle, they just don't know how to produce a story or a show. That's yeah. the problem. That's the issue. It's not their wrestling because we all know that they can put on solid matches. We've seen this. Yeah. We've seen it on their pay-per-views. We've seen it on their shows. That's not the problem. The problem is, what are you doing to hold my attention? You just keep having match after match after match. Okay, so I don't care. After a while, it's, what are you going to do for me lately? Because this shit you're doing right here is not working. Right. I don't want to watch match after match. Yes, Luchasaurus shouldn't be able to move like that in the ring. He's probably one of the most athletically gifted big dudes I've seen in a very long time. But he will not translate well to casual fans. He will be marketed as a gimmick for children because of his character. That's just the reality. And then they get upset. They want to get in their feelings. They're mad. Well, I don't want to be a a gimmick character. I'm like, but Everybody has a gimmick. That Kit Kat, you get to eat lobster steak instead of eating hot dogs. Clearly. That that gimmick shit changed. I'm pretty sure Drew Gulak came to WWE to be one of the premier superstars, but he got a rude awakening when he got there too. Mm hmm. And there's nothing against Drew. Drew actually can be a solid character if given the opportunity. We've seen what Drew is capable of. Well, he was on 205 Live and the Cruiserweight Champion, and he was doing the PowerPoint presentations and shit. That was gold. 
That shit was that fucking... That was hilarious. Not this bitch in bed, so, It was so outside of the normal heel shit that we would see. And then when he did it, you sitting there, and he would say he had like a 58 point. You like 58? hundred page PowerPoint presentation. If you ever work... You know what he reminds me of? If you've ever worked a corporate job, and that one guy who's always really like excited about like team building meetings and all that yes. shit. Yes. Reminded me of, and I remember. Said, okay, team. And I remember yes. watching it with my dad. And my dad used to be in the car oh, industry. Listen. And I remember watching it with my dad, and he just had this look on his face. I go, "What's wrong?" He goes, "I knew a guy like this." <laughs> I'm like, "What's yeah. wrong?" I know you fucking lie. Something that kind of segues into another point that I have that I'm just like, I think nowadays so many people are relying on past accolades to kind of carry them over. And I think something that, and this is something that I see, well, th- that too, but I'm like, I'm talking more so with like call ups from NXT that have failed on the main roster. The yeah. main comment that you see is always like, well, they've held belts in NXT and this company and that company i've seen this here and there and i'm just like those are all different breeds and i'm like first of all if you go on to most indie wrestling accounts of like wrestlers they've all held a belt at some point i feel like at this point they give belts out like candy and i know that might be the meaning to say and i might get in trouble for saying that but it's true getting a belt on the indies is different than getting a belt on in wwe a premier promotion right exactly and then Impact, this is like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in, you know, when, like, for example, Tony Storm, the main comment I saw about her was like, well, you know how many belts she held in Japan and the UK and all these places that weren't WWE. And they're like, how could you not put a belt on her? And I'm like, because that shit takes time in WWE. You know, I'm like, the internet wrestling community or the IWC makes up a small portion of the people who watch SmackDown and Raw, oh. people who watch SmackDown don't know who Tony Storm is. The, the, the small time that she was on SmackDown, that was their first time ever looking at her. I, and I doubt I, most, and I doubt any of them remember her from Survivor Series. You know what the fucked up and you know what, that's a perfect sense because I had people calling me when like you know, the joke was Aaliyah was gonna be on the female uh, the SmackDown women's team for Survivor Series. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had people calling me going, who the hell is this Aaliyah chick? I'm like, man, she's been in NXT since the dinosaurs. All I know is that she's a racist and she sucks. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) But but I, you know what? And if you're going to say they won belts in NXT. Is that so I can know to record on sci-fi? No, and then, you know, um, what's the other thing? There are people who've won, and then here's the other hand on the foot. There are people who've won belts in NXT, but when they come up to the main roster, they are absolutely horrible. Okay. So, no, what changed? What changed? Oh, the break? Fox, hey. Okay. They have, a lot, they have a lot to do with how they present them. But in Tony Thorne's case, she got pushed right out the gate. And if you don't call it a push, you're out of your fucking mind. She 
was there had at least a two to three week program with Charlotte. And because she got it was, um, her match wasn't even as good. I could understand if she had like a bomb banger match and then they didn't go forward with the view, but she stuck in the match against Charlotte. And it was a long thing. And that's something that I remembered is that I was, I remember I watched that match and I was like, but, you, know, when, you know, like we've said about Charlotte, Charlotte doesn't just sell for anyone. She makes you earn it. And, yeah. you know, we just talked about, you know, as much as people want to call talk about how Charlotte knows sells, Charlotte sells for people that she knows are going to bring it. If you bring it in her match, she's going to sell for you. She sold for Nikki Cross. She sells yes. for Rhea. She yes. sold for, she sold for Piper. She sells, she sells when sell she knows. saying the reality era fucked everything up. It did. It, it did because you, no, when you make things personal, you can't get back into a character because you think about somebody's personal life. Baby, I don't give a fuck about you outside this TV show. I really don't. Do your job. Like, unless so it's something over. like you're injured really bad or something's going on with your family, that's it. But I don't care that you're fucking where you're eating. Like, what the fuck? You've been wanting to do this since 12. Guess what? So did everybody else. That's why you're all here. Right. Yeah. Everybody had, at some point, was like, oh, baby. They was like, mm. But now they're here. Everybody has the same background. They want to do it since a child. They've been watching since a child. Okay, so what's now? What's next? What about it? What are we talking about? Give me yeah, that. I think, you know, I just, it's just, 
such a prevalent issue that I see is I'm just like the work that you put into your character shows how dedicated you are. You could be a shit wrestler, but as long as your character is there, you will have no trouble getting over. And that's something that I think. And then also on top of that, I'm like, never rest on your laurels. And that's something that Tiff has spoken on multiple times. Mm-hmm. That resting on what you're good at is not going to get you anywhere because you're going to get stale. And that's something that I see way too frequently. And, you know, whenever a call-up fails from NXT, which, you know, I've said multiple times that NXT Black and Gold was, you know, prepping their call-ups to fail. But that's something that I saw so prevalently during that era is that like so many people who were just resting on what they did in NXT and hoping that it would just translate to a casual audience when casual audiences don't know who you are. And I think I've said this in one of Tiff's lives, but I'm like, if I were back there on Raw SmackDown and having to talk to a call-up, I would tell them, I'm like, listen, when you go out there, just know that like 85 to 95% of the people out there don't know who you are. They don't know who you were before you got here, whether it was the Indies or NXT, they don't know. And guess what? They don't care. And they won't care. So you have to make them care. So wrestle, like, you know, this is your first match ever. You're starting over from the bottom, work your way back up, and then go. And I think, you know, yeah. that's something that a lot of wrestlers need to hear. What, what really, the, the, the thing that I hate the most is, and that's what Rico was talking about earlier when it comes to, like, the name changes, is like, well, I don't want to see um, Kaylee Ray be out of fire. And it's like, well, if Kaylee Ray is her real name, I'm not going to give you the right to make money off of my name unless you're going to have a time limit on it or we come to an agreement where when I walk, my name comes with me and you can't make any more money off of my name. Like, if they couldn't come to that agreement, then no, I'm not going to give you access to my birth name. This is the name I was given at birth. I can understand if I created this character and then even then I would be like, this is something that I came up with. This is my name. I'm not gonna give you access to my name. I'm not gonna do that. And I'm like, y'all get mad because they changed their name. Like they you understand that maybe they were like, I don't wanna you guys to trademark my shit. Because on the yeah. main roster, that trademark extends out to shit that doesn't even exist anymore. CDs, tape. VHSs. We're talking shit like that. Okay? So they can go under any medium or any type of media and use that name any way they want to. And you have no say so over that because WWE owns it. You don't own it anymore. And that's the problem. And they see how Jericho had to fight to get his name back. Um, The Rock had to buy The Rock from WWE so that he can use that. Because they couldn't beat, they owned it. John Cena doesn't own his fucking name to this day. That yep. is his real goddamn name. That is his first name. He does not own it. WWE still makes money off everything he does. And he doesn't mind giving a percentage because, in his mind, without them, there'd be no John Cena. Which is fine, but without the body, without John Cena, there is no John Cena. Without the vessel, yeah. work. So if it was me, I'd buy my shit back. Like, you want to use my name, that's fine. You can sell 
merch with it, but you're not owning my fucking name and making money off the shit that WWE ain't touching. WWE ain't got nothing to do with Peacemaker. They didn't have nothing to do with Suicide Squad. They ain't got no executive producer fucking credits for that shit. I'm not gonna give yeah, sure I'm not Peacemaker. You're not gonna get down my money. The only thing you're gonna get from me is these merch sales. And when I bring my ass back in here to wrestle, then you can make your money off of me. Other than that, no. Because this this is me. I make the money. Without the body, without the person, there is no John Cena. Because you can't put somebody else in that gimmick and then sell it as John Cena. You already tried that. With The Undertaker and with Kane. Diesel, too. It didn't work. So, I, yep. I don't mind them changing their name. Let's see what they do first. Why are you always so upset and so pissed? When people's names get changed, that is very, very annoying. It's like when they're always changed. And that's like, really well, all it is. It's like, okay, they when they come to say the same. as their character, and then they switch, and they change to something else, are you going to be mad then? Because you did it with Apollo Crews. You were pissed about Apollo Crews. Granted, I felt like they didn't really go deep enough with Apollo Crews to make him work. But the reality is nobody... Nobody likes the fact that he just threw on this accent, but he is Nigerian. He is so Nigerian. it's not like an accent. It is a part of his natural dialect. But I'm just saying, like people shit on that right out the gate. Raw Underground came up and you had people like Commander Aziz when he was on the um, Raw Underground and you had Dolph down there acting like he was in Fight Club. <clears throat> <laughs> All them people was on there trying to make a name for themselves. In the underground, people shit on that before it could even get out the box. Got canceled after what, like the third or fourth time they have Raw Underground? That's the first time we saw Omos, if you hadn't been watching him in NXT when he was doing the house show stuff when they would travel. It's too much. And it makes it difficult for people to enjoy the program. And I have pity of blocking everything out when I watch the show and I just watch it for what it's presenting. And then after it's over, I feel good after I watch it. I've come on live and get ready to talk about it. And then look at all the comments and it's just negative. Raw was ass mm-hmm. or SmackDown sucked and I hated this and wish they would do this. And it's just like, well, if you want to have me watching it, why did you watch? You sat there for two hours watching a show you didn't like? That is why I do not watch live. Record. Let me skip past the shit I don't want to see. Uh, that's why I don't even I don't even watch it live. I just watch the women's matches when they get put up on YouTube for free. I watch gross. The Peacock behind us how? Peacock still still Raw and SmackDown are still pre Mania. Okay. I'm, I, they're like at least two three months behind. It's just right, as is level up. I'm like y'all can't just match type. Makes no damn sense. But anyway, it's just it's just sad. Now, I really wish y'all would give a really a chance first. Like after the first couple of weeks, I said give them a month and a half. Let it get time to sit in and do a couple matches, have a couple feuds. If it works, it works. If you hate it, that's okay too. But do something. Like let them do and something. I feel like circling back to Dewdrop. Like I still see. Like I remember the last like few times because the last few times she was on tv she was facing bianca and it was always this it was always people being like oh great match just change her back to piper and i'm like y'all still complaining about this fucking name yes it's ridiculous but like she's proven 
that this name is just that, a name. It's just another way for her to get TV time. And I'm like, just continuously, people are still upset about Walter being named Gunther. And I'm like, he, he hasn't changed. As a character, ring-wise, booking-wise, he is still booked the same way that he's been booked when he was Walter. It's just that his name is different. And I'm like, and you know what? And I know, I remember when like it first came out and everyone was like, it was the name of a Nazi. And so then they dropped the last name. And I'm like, y'all would have hated it even before, even if it wasn't that name. You guys just don't like change, period. And I know Don said it earlier that people just want things to stay the same. And I have to agree with that. Because it's always, we want something new. We want new people there. We want, you know, newness. And then when new shit happens, it's, well, not like that. We want it this way. Like, no one knows what the fuck that they want. And then when they do say, oh, we want it like this. You know how many times people want the same feud rehashed over and over. Um, like, when Sasha and Bailey got brought up to the main roster, what did everyone want? They wanted Sasha and Bailey to feud. The same feud that we've seen before, they wanted to happen again. They, when Sasha got put on SmackDown with Charlotte, everyone wanted to see Charlotte versus Sasha again, as if we haven't seen it enough to last us a whole lifetime. Well, now... When I see... I- yeah, people coming say, in, uh, people coming in from the indie, but they, they existed in well, different. Yeah. So it's like how with that, it was like how Oscar and Becky is now. They existed in different on different planes, although it's the same story. They existed in different characters. This is like the blueprint, Sasha Banks, whereas Charlotte was a little bit more of a bitch. And, <laughs> something that we wanted to see. I didn't want to see it right away. It was something that I wanted to be like, kind of touch and go like, you, bitch, I remember you. I'm about to beat your ass. Like I used to. But that's just what I'm saying. And then like, I, I know when I see certain people coming from the indies on NXT, and like they kind of come in around the same time as other like people that they've interacted with before, the mm-hmm. main thing I see is like, oh, I can't wait for these feuds to be you know, rehash, and I'm like, why do you guys want to see the same people work with each other over and over again? It's why tired. do you guys want to see their indie characters being put on the main roster? You don't want them to grow and evolve? Why do you insist on Nikki Ash being Nikki Cross? That crazy gimmick, she's not going to go back to that anytime soon. She was trying to evolve and improve herself and be better, but you want her to go back to what she was doing before as if that's going to suddenly make her get booked better? Like people saying that Naomi needs to be healed and do what? I you know so hard. I don't think Naomi has a heel. Well, I was she was she was great. She was cool as a heel, but she didn't get no wins. But she didn't do nothing. It didn't do anything with her as a heel, and they're not going to do anything with her as a heel. She changes back, just like Last Legend is a heel now. Doing great. She ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her and Natalia are going to beat Nikita and Cora J. They're all your fucking fine. No. I would suggest that they keep Lash on Natalia. Period. It's not going to happen. But the, I, I think that's a good suggestion. Let them, let them fight it out after this is over. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But you, if you think that Nikita is is not going to go over on last. She she's going over on her. Terrible as she That's should. How it's gonna go. 
And that's the way it always is going to be. But the problem is, you see the difference between the two characters. When Lash first got there, everybody wanted to sold on Lash. Everybody was like, mm, I don't know, she too, she too much into her gimmick. That girl was like, okay, I got they telling me I got to do this, I got to do this. Okay, I'll do it. As soon as she started wrestling again, you saw her match with Amari, it improved. Her second match with Amari, she improved. As she continued to wrestle and level up, improvements are happening. She's better on her in her um, character, which she was always fairly solid in her character to begin with. She stopped mm-hmm. with showboating in the ring, focused more on in-ring work, and going up against Nikita, she worked Nikita's ass over. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for people who say that she hasn't improved, go check out Lash's match with uh, Valentina Feroz on Level Up. That match was dope as shit. You you gotta. This is the thing. When it comes to you as a as a superstar in, in the WWE, and anybody trying to go in the wrestling, the one thing you can't never ever do is be stagnant. Mm-hmm. Being stuck. Or resting on your laurels is career suicide in this company. A very good example of that is Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has been able to multiply himself four times over, and I don't think that he's finished. Yeah. Because he's always able to flip himself into something new. He's a different variation of himself. A maximized version of of himself. Becky also was able to do it. She took her man character and was like, okay, how can I make this work? Because this man shit only gonna go for so long. So she was like, I'm not just a man. I'm big time Becky, but I'll be. I'm number one. I'm I'm the fall guy. I'm the one you come to. When you want the big action, that's me. And she's like, okay, let's roll with this. She went and was like, okay, in order for me to get my character over, I can't come out there dressed like no vagabond, so I'm going to get me a style. We ain't got Troy. He already styled them for their wedding, for their um, wedding pictures and for the, um, maybe the maternity pictures. So mm-hmm. she was like, we're going to go with him. Let him style me for, the, for my career. That was like, I got to change up how I look. I can't come out there as a visionary and don't embody what I'm saying. Got a whole new yeah. wardrobe every week. The man got on two, three thousand dollar suits. Which I'm actually proud because if he was coming out here in these fucking t-shirts, the uh, spandex pants with gym shoes, I'd be like, Seth, I'm not feeling you this. Can't be a you look like you eat cold pizza out of the sofa, sir. Okay, <laughs> do something new. That's not how that works. So it, it's not always about what you are capable of above in the ring. It's also how you can get yourself over. Everybody want to talk shit about Cody. But one thing about Cody, the one thing I do admire about Cody was that he was smart enough to understand he was never going to be able to meet where his father's level of fame. So he was like, I have to create my own. He never, ever tried to be the next Dusty Rose. That was never his case. He didn't even want to be his brother because honestly, Dustin had his own legacy and Dusty has his. But Cody, Cody was, was, the, was the last of the breed. He didn't really have much going for him. Yeah, he was back in Cody Rose. 
He had some good in-ring skills, but there was not much to Cody after that. At least we didn't get to see it. And once Cody got fed up, you know, Cody bounced. And then he started to make his name on the indies, and he started to understand that this business has a level of hierarchy that he has to go through. There were trials that he has to put himself through in order to improve. That's called growth. It's either you grow in the business or you grow outside of it. And in Cody's case, he chose to grow outside of it. Racked up belts all around the world in various major indie companies and then started a company of his own. Became a star outside of the WWE and then decided it's time for me to go back. Now, how do you go back to a company that you yourself have been shitting on for the last three, four years? You shut the fuck up and bite your tongue. You go back, <laughs> you go back and you tell them just what they told you. Hey, it was just business. Yep. It was just business. It was bad business for me to be big up in y'all in my promos. I had to. This is what made me be the big star that I am. Now this is what I want. This is the money I want. This is the push I want. This is what I can command. This is what I can bring to the table. And WWE was always looking at Cody over there in AEW, despite what they want you to believe. Yeah, they was looking at him. He's a rogue. They was always looking at Cody. So they brought him back. And they did it it in the most massive way that they could. And now Cody is at at the pinnacle with Seth and Roman and the rest of the girls. Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, even Bailey when she come back. All of them. At the same time still being a part of the past. And he's still not. And he and he doesn't come in to steal nobody's spotlight. And that's the part that you gotta learn how to understand. It's the balance. No, um, but still about ten minutes of my time. He he on TV a lot. But he that's it all ain't, it is. ain't no more than what Randy and them get. It ain't, it ain't, it damn sure ain't longer than Roman's segment. Child, please yeah. start with that. It's not longer than Roman's me. segment. Roman, Roman out there, it takes him six minutes. It, it takes him six minutes to get to the ring. That is not an exaggeration. And That's then he fact. still has about five minute promos throughout the show with segments. And then. And then then you get, he's, he's got about two other show parts of the show that he's in. That's just the, the first monologue. So all together, Roman might have 30 minutes. No, honey, he takes an hour. Time. He takes an hour of the show. Come on. You you add all that shit up, it's about 45 minutes to an hour. That's you Half the show. Because he got about five seconds throughout the show. So go back to what I was saying. Cody evolved. He went from Cody Rhodes to dashing Cody Rhodes to broken Cody to now the American Nightmare. And it works. Homelander is out here tearing people up. MSF got a good program going. I'm very curious as to where they're going to go after Seth Rollins. But they most definitely have a good thing going with him. So, reality, y'all got to learn how to roll with things and stop always ready to be at the attack 
Like, I think social media just gives you too much power. It gives you too much power. Y'all on the internet, y'all popping off at the mouth, or y'all going, and then y'all go to the shows and be doing ignorant shit. You're going out there, and y'all thinking y'all talking to people online and tackling them at shows and shit. Okay, because I'm like, y'all know right now. I'd be like, Randy, you talking crazy to me? I might just spit on you. Well, I mean... I'm not going to... It's a lot. It, it, I think y'all just have to understand, this is TV. This, this is entertainment. Once yeah. you turn it off, it's off. <laughs> Once I get done watching it, I might go live when we talk about it. But after that... <laughs> Y'all should tune into those lives because we'd be cutting up in PTM. Yeah. Having a grand old time. I make fun of some people occasionally. A lot. All the time. Occasionally. Occasionally. (laughs) Occasionally. He does it all the time. Maybe a smidge. Just a smidge. Always. All the time. All the time. Sometimes. That means Y'all just something. mad that I'm the bad and daddy bad D A D. I despise that song because of me. I'm bad D A D bad on my laces. On oh, my ladies bad. <laughs> wow. Guess well, what, Tiff? I be doing donuts in the six. Well, unless the boys have something else to say about it, we're gonna go into Don's segment and then we're gonna close out. Uh oh. For hard proof. Are we ready? We are. Okay. Now, given that we're talking about characters, I got some hard truths for y'all. I want to know why is it that when indie people come off the scene up into WWE and they tell them, like, oh, you're too indie for me, like, we need you to kind of like dial it back a bit. And they're confused. Uh, it seems to me like you guys aren't doing your homework per se. This is worldwide entertainment. Let's not forget the entertainment. This is wrestling for sure. This is entertainment. You have to tell a story. You have to be a character. You have to tell a story inside and outside the ring. If you cannot do that, yes, per se, you are too indie. That means you going out there just go fucking wrestle, and we don't want to see that. Not in WWE. Take that W. Send that shit to Foxy. Okay. Now, I'm about to get into some people. I am a fan of Keith Lee. I am. However, with the situation that went down, I've lost respect for him as a worker. You can come in and say, "Well, this ain't who I am." I'm not asking go go in the crowd and go stop an old bitch. I'm saying go out there, be brutal, be tough, don't speak, go kick some ass. Look the part. Be the part while the camera, while you see that red light on there, be that part. I'm not asking you to do nothing else beyond that. Why can't you do that? But then you want to go to AEW and go prance around and all that bullshit, looking crazy. Nope lost respect for you because you just proved that you can't work when it's necessary to do so. 
I can't fuck with it. I don't like it. As a man, I can understand. But as somebody who wants to do this, as somebody who has a character, who enjoys stories, I, I can't get with it. I don't fuck with it. I don't like it. You got to do better. You got to. Um, Moving on for people I'm not really here for right now. I got to dig into the girl Ronda Rousey. I got to, unfortunately. Um, Becky said it on her podcast, not a podcast. It was an interview with his name, Ariel. I think that's his name. Where she said she has much respect for Ronda coming back after four months from having a baby and come back into the ring because it's a hard thing to do. For sure, I would know. I don't, I can't bear children. But my thing is what Becky said was she said that Ronda came back for the acknowledgement of coming back from four months of having a baby. And however, I feel like that is pretty much true. In her head, she like, oh, that's badass. I just had this baby four months ago. Let me go up there and show them I can still wrestle. I can still go. Honestly, you not in that mindset. You still fresh off having a baby. It took Becky a whole year to get her shit to come back and be together. And since she came back, she has been on fire. I can't say the same for you. I really can't. You're coming in, you're fumbling promos. You missing spots. And it's not just on you, it's Charlotte too. She's looking crazy as hell. You missing spots. The matches are okay. They not really giving what it's supposed to have give. And for that, I, I don't like it. I need you to take this title, vacate it, take some time off, come back maybe a year later. I'll even give you the rest of the month that you're supposed to take. But this here, this this ain't flying. I'm not feeling it. It's not hot. It ain't sexy. Somebody told you that you was that girl right now, and they lied to you several times. I can't get with it. Um, as far as character work goes, I do feel like people need to, like I've been saying for a while, watch this as a TV show. Stop watching it as individual people or as segments in a frame. Watch it as a whole TV show. There's going to be characters. There's going to be people throughout it. It's going to be some shit that don't make no sense. Like this whole... Dana Brooke and Tamina thing I don't typically care for it but when I do see it it is hilarious it's funny as hell but what I'm not going to do is like oh this shit is terrible this is some bullshit because this is something that I asked for personally I've asked for I was like these men out here running around looking crazy why can't the women do it the women are doing it and they're doing a magnificent job at it congratulations that goes into the same thing with Nikki Cross. Um, this bullshit that Zelina is doing. And a bunch of other women. I want versatility. I want things to kind of flesh out to where everybody can be on TV. I've been saying it for about three years. Everybody can have a seat at the table. For sure. But everybody ain't out here getting a filet mignon. Everybody not getting the T-bone steak. Everybody's not getting the big chopped salad. Some people gonna walk in there and get the appetizers because that's all they can get. 
some people gonna walk in there and be like, um, can I get a cup of water? <laughs> I'm broke. I ain't got much to give for you. But I want that cup of water though. It's free, right? Okay, yes, I want it. So you have to look at everything on a full scale. Everybody can get TV time for sure. As we can as we've seen on Raw for the past what two, three weeks? It's been consistent flow. Everything has fit in, everything has a place. And nothing feels like it's well. I wouldn't say nothing because it's Omos and Bobby shit. It's just not working for me. I don't care. I don't give shits about it. But I fast forward, like I said earlier. Everything has a place and it flows very smoothly. And when you can sit back and watch it as a show, and at the same time take what certain people can give you, then I feel like people would be content with what they were seeing. Like back then when wrestling started out in the 80s, I'm pretty sure it was some shit wrestlers up in there. But ain't nobody give a shit. Nobody cared. Like Carmella's dad. She said he was a wrestler. From time to time, he's on the road. Cool. Don't nobody know who that man is. And don't nobody care. Nobody's talking how much of a how boring he was, how he didn't have a character. He was there for a certain specific role putting people over aka a jobber and that was it everybody's not going to give you a premiere show or if they do they go out there and giving it 110% and you can tell when people are giving it 110% and when they bullshit mm-hmm. bullshit Karrion Cross, he was going out there and giving it 100% you can tell in his matches you can tell with the 50 million directions they had him going in he was willing to put in the work to make whatever they gave him work. Whereas Keith Lee, he stepped foot out there and did that one match. He was like, this shit ain't for me. This not who I am. This ain't working out. So, in all, you want to do it or you going to be in here doing it? Have a character. Do some shit that we ain't never seen before. Do some shit that's going to draw some eyes. Do some shit that may be downright funny or downright disturbing. The key is to be a standout in whatever you do. Because y'all all are literally here doing the same thing. And if we all doing the same thing, you got to be different. And that's it on my heart, troops. Well, I'm come up with better news. Think of it. Well, to close out on what y'all said, with his hard truth this time, I ain't disagree. Last time I did. <laughs> 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 I don't disagree this time. But he tells um, all I really expect from all of us as fans is to just be open-minded. We can all watch a show, disagree on something that we see, disagree on characters, we can do all of that. But we need to be open-minded when it comes to certain people presenting the characters because it's not always going to be easy for them to come out there and just do it. And just remember, it ain't easy and your ass ain't doing it. You're watching other people do it. So maybe you can cut them just a little bit of slack and just wake things out and have a little bit more patience. 
and just say, okay, maybe I don't like it now, but it'll grow on me later. So let's just wait this out. Let's see how this goes. That's always the best option. So, with all that being said, we finna go. Cause I'm tired. And uh, <laughs> there's nothing else we can say about it. Rico, you got one last thing to say before we close out? Um, let people be weird and crazy on TV. That's it. Just let us I be don't. campy. Let us enjoy it. All right. Y'all can follow us on our, what I got one more thing to say. Ooh. I got a so big like the sun. Hope you got a mouthful of dick I want to run. <laughs> This is why I don't let him on the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can follow us at Now for the Count 19 on Twitter, and you can follow us at D4TK underscore podcast. And y'all can plug y'all Instagram and whatever else you got. Don Cook. So if you're in the Atlanta area and you want some food or you need a caterer or a personal chef, Don got a whole business. Okay? Yeah. I go to you dot mo. That's two as the number. And Rico, Rico's good with uh, making calls on um, his WWE 2K. You can ask him to do that. Or Rico's down. You need help right now. You got to pay for this. Period. You do better pay. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at Eh, underscore so what um and yeah uh, I'm also on Twitter at I think I think I'm on there as at Soundfuckery but I gotta change that so with all that being said we'll see you guys next week we're gonna do road sessions next week and I'll ask them to come back and we'll do road sessions next week I don't know who we gonna roast but I'll figure it out and we got a couple other shows coming up so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Alpha Count and we are out Peace up. A town down. Oh, thanks today. Thanks.